I've never seen anything like it before, and to attempt to hit the ball out of there is pure madness. The winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is Cameron Smith. This is the one that I've always wanted to win since I was a little kid. So it just feels pretty amazing to be able to get it done today. Uh, it's amazing that it's my destiny to be the first Aussie to win. Just incredible. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Playing From The Tips, Golf Australia Magazine's preview and tipping program that tra traverses the world of golf and this week covers the United States, Spain and England for a relatively quiet week of professional golf. I'm your host, Jimmy Emanuel, and helping to look at then pontificate on a winner of the Rocket Mortgage Classic Live Golf Valderrama and Betfred British Masters are two of our so-called experts. The first of those takes his previewing and tipping so seriously, he was up at 10 past five this morning watching the World Putting League <laughs> to see if it offered any insights into what might be happening in the world of golf. Rod Murray, what's the state of the WPL? Where do they sit in the merger? There's some interesting characters, let's put it out. The guy there with a split grip claw mm. thing going on with, oh yeah, Jimmy, you should have a look. It's a forgotten <laughs> but, tour. But, <laughs> the world but league. hold it off the rocks. So, you know, you can't complain. Yeah, there was Hold some, it off uh, the rocks. That's, you know, Joel Grable for those who, uh, for those who, Joel Grable. Okay. Big, two big wins. player in yeah, the WPL. Back to back, yeah. big time. Our second expert has somewhat cooled after a red-hot tipping run earlier this year. Some are saying slump. I've not gone that far yet. Adrian Logue, what's changed? These things are cyclical. Um, it'll come back. Like technology. Cyclical. <laughs> yep. Yeah, don't don't worry. You know, or for all of those people that follow my tips, <laughs> it's it's okay. I've been let down by some players, frankly. But you know, that's well, you got a list, haven't you? Yeah. He's on the list. Yeah. McIntyre's on the list. Who else is on the list? He's on the list now. He's on the list now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair enough. To don't, okay, don't start me on McIntyre. <laughs> Speaking of successes and slumps, last week brought about three top tens and no wins to our respective totals for 2023. We now sit at 114 and 14 for the year, with the KPMG Women's PGA being probably our worst tipping event in memory. What a tournament. But I think we can all agree the highlight of the week. What a tournament. What a finish. What a player that Runong Yin is. Yeah. yeah. Very important. Of all really of those, player. even with, it was a bit like Mickelson in 2013 at the Open with sort of five holes to go. She wasn't one of the names you think. No. Like, she's going to get it done. She's going to get it done. And then just out of the pack, she emerged. Brilliant 20 stuff. years old and already won a major in another LPGA yeah. event. Yeah. What do we do with another 20-year-old? Like, that's yeah, well, that's right. That's, yeah, I mean, it's mind boggling. Ro Zhang started to get into the mix, and everyone's talking about her. I mean, Yin's only a little bit older than her. Yeah. And, you know, it's the women wild. have always had, and I think this is true generally, isn't it, that women mature earlier and they yeah. tend to be better at stuff. And golf, in particular, you said, I mean, you know, Lydia Ko won at the age of 15 on the LPGA yeah. with 19 of the world's top 20 players yeah. in the field. Still might be the most staggering golf achievement you can imagine. Yeah. That Canadian Open win. That's unthinkable in the men's game. Yeah. Yeah. That, that kid TK winning, what, 16, I think he was? 16, yeah. In, uh, oh, 15, maybe. Yeah, he was about 15 or 16, but, you know, in a. It's tough over not, four rounds, isn't it? But, and well, it's not tough, 19 yeah. of the world's top 20 players, players in the field. Yeah. You know, so. it's, it's tough when you – to have that sort of consistency as well to prove yourself that good of a player, like to win twice already this year, whereas TK, you know, he goes and plays the amateur championship last year. He can't make the final, you know. That's hard. That's match play. But, yeah, very, very Look, impressive. Yuka Sasso as well was good oh, to absolutely. see again after winning as a – 
20 year old as well yep. I think and, and having changed uh, country she represents yeah, yeah I noticed right. that yeah. Yeah. from, Philippines, from to Philippines to Japan yeah. easier travel apparently with yeah. the passport okay yeah. the so a mother's Filipino and I think her father's Japanese that's right Yeah. and she switched she and has Japan, yeah. asked for a spe- special exemption to play in the next Olympics for Japan because you normally have to wait four years after changing nationalities mm-hmm. but has asked for an exemption Anyway, so let's for- move ahead to this week and the first cab off the rank to give you a different voice to listen to than mine. We're going to turn to Rod Murray and learn a little about the Rocket Mortgage Classic and Detroit Golf Club. Look, on the surface, this just looks like another week on the PGA Tour, and it kind of is, mm-hmm. but I read a really interesting piece earlier today about what they're doing at this tournament, different to a lot of PGA Tour events. They've kind of realised they're not going to get the big-name players. So they're making this more of a fan idea. And this part of the world gets a bit starved. It was starved of golf for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the crowds have come back. You'll see it this week. There'll be really good crowds and a really good feel. I like that. There's three free days for the week. There's a tournament that ends on the Sunday. It's quite a big local tournament. Free entry to that. Free entry to the Pro-Am. And free entry to one of the other days. Kids get in free if they're under 15. So look, I like all of that stuff. Um, it's Donald Ross Golf Course, which should be great. Doesn't look much like what it did when Donald Ross finished with it in 1916, no. unfortunately. So that's, look, that's a bit disappointing, but uh, that's fairly typical. 6,800 metres, absolutely no resistance to scoring. No. Nearly 7,000 metre golf course, and the numbers are just staggering. Tony Fiano is the defending champion, 26 under par. Decent week. He went last year. And that was his second – he won back-to-back weeks, won the 3M Open the week before, and then won this. At 26 under par. Cam Davis won here in 2021 his PGA Tour win. A five-hole playoff. He finished eagle birdie. Watch the end of this golf course. Yeah. The finish. Has it got a name? The- no, no, no. We might- <laughs> I don't know. We'll- okay. We might have to come up with one. The launch pad? Uh, maybe something like that. Yeah. But, uh, oh, okay. See where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two shot lead but two holes to play is not going to necessarily get the job done. So no. It'll be one of those tournaments that really isn't over until it's over. Although historically, I mean, four of the five winners have won by five shots on all. Finau won by five shots last year. So we'll see what happens. The most interesting thing I found about this, during the war, 1939, two months before the Ryder Cup, the uh, GB and I team pulled out because the war started. Mm-hmm. So the American team had already been selected out of the GB and I team. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? So they played a – they found a bunch of local American pros and they played like a challenge. And they liked the idea of it. So in 1941, they played one of those here. The names are staggering. They were called the Ryder Cup right – the War Years Ryder Cups. Mm. So it was the – who would have qualified for the team against a team of challengers. Uh, so they played it here and I found on YouTube – which we'll post a link to, a video just from general scenes, and it goes for about 20 minutes. But if you're a swing nerd, just some of the names. Sarazen, Sneed, Bobby Jones, Ben Hogan, Byron Nelson, Ralph Gulder, Lawson Little, Paul Runyon. You get to see Paul wow. Runyon's actual really? putting stroke with okay. the, the yeah. thing jammed against his leg and a split hand grip. Yeah. And some really interesting stuff. So Jones was the captain of the team for this one, for the challenge team. Uh, they won, which was a real upset. Jones hadn't played competitive, well, tournament golf apart from the Masters since 1930. This is 1941. Beat Henry Picard 2-1 and one in the singles match. Picard was the 1938 US Open and 1939 PGA winner. Oh, really? Yeah. So wow. Fascinating. Quite You're, the event. And from the look of, of the video. Henry Picard, your major winner. Yeah. You never I'd, heard of him? No. He was never heard of a, Henry Picard? No. He was a bit of a mentor for Hogan. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's some is just, he in the Hall of Fame? 
Well, two ma- two majors get to yeah, that's, like, that's you'd, you'd think, but uh, yeah, he uses look, the Hall of Fame as a measure. Yeah, it makes really? nothing imagine, to me if he's not in the Hall of Fame. Imagine the damage Paul Runyon could do on the WPL. Oh, little <laughs> little poison. Although, of course, his stroke now would be outlawed. It would be anchored. Well, maybe not on the WPL. Yeah, the most of the rules. but look, I was I was fascinated when I found this. If there's any listeners out there who are swing nerds, honestly, there is just some magnificent footage from the. From the time, look, it'll actually be a reasonably interesting tour. It really, it is a run of the week, run of the mill week on the PGA Tour. But having said that, it will be uh, it will be somewhat interesting because I think they they work out. Rocket Mortgage is a mortgage breaking company. In case anybody was wondering, we should have a sponsors sh- highlights. We should week. have, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyone got a winner? Logue, let's start with you. Um, I liked the, the the field's not too bad. I don't know. No, it's not bad. Really no, 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 it's bad. not bad. But it's not. Um, it's not. It's not last week's field. There's plenty of. Good players to choose from. I'm interested that Colin Morikawa is playing again. Given he's been playing pretty poorly. Let's yeah, say he's the been, quiet I mean, part he's out loud. Or he's, you know, he's back. He's got a back a issue. Yeah, issue. missed the cut last week and went and ate pizza around. Yeah, the surrounding area. And I wonder why he's. Is, is he like sponsors? Uh, like the sponsors are getting him in here. I'm not sure why he's. This could playing be again. one of those. So remember, they've got to play one event every three years. They, that haven't, they played haven't played before. before. Oh, okay. It's this LPGA model, which has been good for the tour. Good for the tour. It is yeah, a good idea. So it may well be. He's looked at the schedule and gone, well, this is the one. Yeah. Anyway, I was tempted to go with him, but in the end, I've gone with uh, Hideki Matsuyama, okay. who I think is a little bit undercooked in with competitive golf this year. Keeps and, threatening um, to do something. Yeah, yeah. Looks, never quite looks gets close there, at times, and yeah. but then just doesn't quite go on with it. Rod, some thoughts? I'm going to go with J- Justin Thomas. Uh, I think he bottomed out at the US Open. That 81 was the wake-up call he needed. Uh Top 10 this past week at the Travellers. I think we can safely say Justin Thomas that we've come to know in the last few years is the Justin Thomas that'll be back. He's never played here before, so okay. this doesn't really matter at this level. Yep. Uh, but uh, this sort of scoring, this kind of golf course, I think it'll suit him. Just seems like a bit of a head case at the moment. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I think then He changed putters, didn't he, last week? And yeah, just everything might, changed. There might be a few little injury things that have been happening as didn't well. He, he got engaged. There's yeah. a lot going yeah. on off the lot, course. Yeah. I think just it always is just having one of those. And you can't periods. just. You just I mean, unless you're Tiger, you just can't keep Correct. playing good all the time. Yeah. Tiger's the only player who's ever done it. Yeah, and and Thomas has kept a consistently higher level oh, than you probably would have thought. So yeah, absolutely, uh, I'm going to go. And with, he's a friend of Jordan Spieth. That's right. Yeah, I don't right. know if you've heard that. Yeah. Uh, he's also a friend of my tip, Ricky Fowler. Ah, there you go. Uh, who, Ricky's everybody's friend, isn't? Yeah, absolutely. After going very close at the U.S. Open and a disappointing 75 on the last day, had a 60 last week at. TPC River Highlands could have had 59 um, and he's actually Rocket Mortgage's big uh, main sponsor oh, is player. It? Okay. Does TV ads in America. He's got, good. To, he's got to win something soon. Got to win something soon. Back. He'll turn it on for the sponsor. Yeah, it's, yeah. So. That's, that makes sense to me. Uh, next we head to Continental Europe where Live Golf will actually play for the very first time and also stages its first event since the framework of a merger agreement with the PJ Tour was announced on June 6. Anybody yet have any idea what any of that's about? No. No. Oh, I've spent the last couple of days writing a story about it <laughs> for the next magazine, no and I kind of still have no idea. So I don't have any idea. That's the truth. No, that's correct. Uh, looking at this week, the course is kind of the standout with Real Club Valderrama, the host this week. Uh, the Spanish layout that was, of course, host of the 1997 Ryder Cup and numerous European tour events over the years. Uh, but the club excited to hitch their flag to the new player in world golf before the Peace Talks kind of ruined all that disruption and all that sort of stuff anyway um 
claustrophobic is the best way I would describe Val. Not everybody's cup of tea. And certainly not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea. Uh, Robert Trent Jones first laid it out in 1974. He came back in the 80s when it was changed uh, in ownership. Trees sort of a, a heavy feature and bunkering with holes kind of twisting and turning around them and tiny little sloping greens with diabolical areas around them. Ball striking a real premium here, uh, which probably explains Sergio Garcia winning, I think, three times, maybe three different events, but I think three times here over the journey. Um, although I'm going to say Live Golf's twice usage of Augusta of Europe, describing Valderrama. Really? Might be on the bold side. Mm. Um, that is kind of the highlight of this week because, as we're now getting used to and understanding, it's the usual cast of players for the live event that are back here. Uh, Cam Smith's the form player probably of all of their of their forty eight uh, after two good results at the PGA Championship U.S. Open where he was tie where he was fourth alone actually, yeah. uh, charging towards defending the Open Championship at Hoy Lake where he looks like he's a real chance of doing a Tomo and going back-to-back back across St. Andrews and Royal Liverpool. Exactly the same two courses. That that Tomo went back-to-back back in 55, 56, I think. Oh, nice. Uh, but there's been some obviously good form from Brooks Kepka that's been a bit mixed in. Uh, that's been the case really with all the live guys as they try and find consistency in their sort of approach between not playing a lot and then playing surges of golf as well. Uh, they also come off the back of what they said was their most attended event in Live Golf DC, which I don't know how that got past Adelaide for numbers, but apparently it did. Mm. Uh, so interesting to see them play in Europe, continental Europe for the first time and, and Spain. And I think it'll be very well received. Two Spanish-speaking teams being the Fireballs and Torque. Uh, so I think they'll be very well received over there. Um, in terms of some tips, I'm going to go with one of those Spaniards and go with Sergio myself. <laughs> Did everybody yeah, pick that. Sergio? Yeah, yeah take that. Yeah, That's everyone why picked I went Sergio. first because okay. everyone was going to pick the same I'm person. I'm going Dustin Johnson. <laughs> I'm sticking with Sergio. Are you allowed to do that? I think it's uh, against the rules. I, we've we done, allow you've, it you've done that. No, I haven't. I've always changed when you've sneaked and scooped one of my picks. <laughs> um, I play by my rules. Okay. I'm yeah. trying, you know, I suppose seven wins you can do what you want, can't you? <laughs> you can, the, you, you can do what you want, and clearly he does. Maybe that's how we don't remember what happens. But <laughs> Just just on that live thing. And teams, about, I'm going to go with the oh, fireballs. You're a fireballs guy? Um, you, well, I've got a fireballs. I'm know. a majestics guy, so... Well, I'm a smash guy, but I've got I'm no belief in the smash. Guy. Smash are like second last or something. So I'm going with the aces. Yeah. That all means very little. But yeah, anyway. really out on a limb. Uh, this live thing you just mentioned there, Jimmy, we talked about it before we came in. Really has got a – the idea of this, you know, having the best of the best go against each other all the time and all this sort of stuff that was kind of the bedrock of the live thing and sounds like a good idea. It's actually kind of uninteresting, isn't it? I'm just not – I think every time – you know, it's like, oh, well, you know who the field is. It's the same 48 players every time. There's not much scope for, I don't know, uh, the underdog story to develop. Or whatever. Nah, I'm just I, not finding it. It would be if – the problem, I think, is that – It's not top-heavy enough? Is that what you – No, it, it just – you feel like only half of them care about winning each week. Like they're taking – some of them take it as a week off. Right. Like yeah, they're just maybe. they're resting or no, prepping just, or working on something on their game or something like that. But then half the field really do want to win it. it it's yeah. just you don't know which half who's in which half each week. I don't know. Some, just like sometimes the they've got something to prove. Sometimes same they field, don't. Field week in, you find yourself saying the same. Uh, look, the problem might be because there's like five players who stand out. You know, Smith, Johnson, Kepka, DeChambeau to an extent. Where there's really sort of always like, okay, those four are the true world class players that are in that. You know, and the rest are have, have had great careers but aren't. 
really at the top of their game anymore. It doesn't mean they can't play, but there's just something about it that doesn't. It's just Kepka clearly doesn't turn up every week. Well, yeah, which was which was always the problem with yeah. with getting him because you knew that was the case. Yeah. Which is an amazing fact considering he spent so much time playing Challenge Tour and European Tour events where you had to turn up every week yeah. to get a start the next week for a player in his category yeah, and then yeah. to move up. But he's obviously reached a point in his life where he's, well, I don't need to worry. That's why he did all that hard work back then, so he doesn't have to do it anymore now. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think the idea of familiarity breeds sort of popularity is what they would hope, yeah. but I don't know that that's necessarily translated to golf fans, but maybe outside, like fringe golf fans a little bit more. It's just an say. interesting sort of a year into it, how it sort of, and that's how it feels to me. It's just kind of like, oh, right. Yeah. Same guys again. Same guys again. Yeah. Anyway. But I think that's why they probably lent into the courses a little bit more this year with Valderrama and places like that. But again, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, Logue, we're going to turn to you next and the Betfred British Masters hosted by Nick Fowlow. And I believe you might have the Belfry in your sights. Uh, indeed, I do. I'll let, in fact, I'll let Nick Faldo introduce it. One of the most iconic events on the DP World Tour calendar. <laughs> Welcome to the 2023 Betfred British Masters. <laughs> there we go. That's- that's uh can i just tell listeners that <laughs> logue has hit every one of those beats with anticipation yes. he's the, been listening to that for the, days the visual was special we were very lucky to be here jimmy do you know what that would what, where, where would benefit from that the wpl bit of that music going oh, in the background would just oh, lift the top, oh yeah and yeah. a bit of Faldo. Yeah. absolutely so yeah betfred british masters hosted by sir nick Faldo. Uh, the 2023 edition. So it's at the Belfry. It's been at the Belfry the last two years. Um, so I don't know if we're going to see the Belfry be the permanent home of this tournament. One of the attractions of this tournament was that it was moved around to some really interesting courses. Well, it had a, it since had its a little, rebirth in it had 2015. had a little run there where like yeah. Tommy Fleetwood hosted it at yeah, Hillside. Hillside. Yep. Um, I don't know who hosted it. Walton was Heath, that maybe close, Justin Rose? Close House. And close House where was, Lee Westwood hosted Yeah, it. Walton Heath was... Uh, um, the, no, it was the bone marrow guy, the bone soup guy. What's his name? Um, <laughs> what are you excuse me about? <laughs> I don't know. The guy who does the blogging and stuff. I don't know. I've completely blanked on his name. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> but he won. No, no, no. Who are you talking about? He won. I'm oh, sorry. I've forgotten Eddie his name. Pepperell. Eddie Pepperell. Yeah, he won. Oh, Didn't okay. he host it as well that year? No. I don't think he hosted. Okay. Oh, he he's might not, have. Oh, he's not well, senior anyway, Let's move along. They're going to run out of English golf as soon as this tournament. Well, they have. They're going back to Sinek. Oh, has he already done it? No, but as in, like, he's not playing. The idea was it was a playing host and they oh, worked wow. it on the oh, okay. oh, I didn't realise that. All right, yeah. right, there you go. I didn't pick that up in my uh, review of this. Anyway, it's at the Belfry this year. Uh, the Belfry is a golf resort near Birmingham. It has three courses, the Brabazon, the PGA National and the Derby course. Uh, the Brabazon is the tournament course. Um, it's hosted four Ryder Cups. Three went to Europe, one went to the US, so it's quite a good hunting ground for Europe. Um, it's also, as I said, it's hosted the British Masters for the last two years. Thorbjorn Ollison is the defending champ. Uh, what is a Brabazon? That what is or a good, who good, is a Brabazon, you might be asking? Uh, it's named for Lord Brabazon, who was a former president of the PGA, and the PGA is actually based there as well. Um, he's also a former captain of the RNA. He was a war hero in World War One, a famous aviator, yachtsman, and member of parliament. And he took on the Lord title when he was elevated to the House of Lords in the 50s, I think. 
uh, another very intimidating so, so name, a bit, Amazon. A bit mm. more uh, prestigious than Bolter's role, who was just well, some farmer who got Bolter's role last week. Brabazon this week. I'd love to see a, like a boxing match between Baltus those two. Baltus and Brabazon. Yeah, Brabazon. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Brabazon kick his ass, I think. Yeah, I think that's so. that's an intimidating yeah. name. Imagine if he was a judge, like you were coming before Judge Ooh, Brabazon. Brabazon. You'd be Brabazon. like, oh, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, anyway, mm. uh, the course was originally designed by Peter Alice and Dave Thomas. It was later made over by Dave Thomas in the 90s where he put more water in. He decided it didn't have enough water. Uh, it's a very American-looking course for the English countryside. Um, obviously, everybody knows the iconic 10th hole, mm-hmm. the drivable par mm-hmm. four. And, yeah, it's it's an interesting hole. It's pretty entertaining seeing them hit that shot. Um, it, generally speaking, though, it's a course that cops a fair bit of derision among architecture types. I'll, I'll read a quote from Tom Doak's confidential guide here. This will be good. Uh, for some reason, he says, for some reason, the designers have tried to bring American design concepts to British soil. Uh, but the stylized Trent Jones-style bunkers and multiple tiered greens in an utterly failed attempt to imitate Pete Dye's telephone poles to line a bunker imitate the worst elements possible. Uh, so pretty damning assessment there from Tom Doak. I think he has since – they've made some modifications which have toned things down a little bit and he's he's elevated it from a three on the Doak scale, scale to a four on the Doak scale, which is actually getting up into, like, acceptable territory. Mm. Um, and I'll, I'll give it this. It's – a You've bit pricey. There, I've played it. Yeah. Um, it's a bit pricey, um, and they're really leaning heavily into the Ryder Cup it legacy. Built for the Ryder It was, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's got – it was built on a former potato farm as well. I don't know. If it, so the land is reasonably unremarkable, but they've moved a lot of soil and made some interesting landforms. Uh, that said, it, it's very flat, and uh, it, although there is some elevation changes, but – the fairways are unrelentingly flat. Like, there's no hanging lies or anything like that. They're quite wide and superb presentation. Of course. Um, I played it around this time of year, and that was my main takeaway from it. I was like, what's it like to play a course that's presented at this level? <laughs> yeah, like, for, and, it, you know, what are the lies like and everything? And it's good. Like, you know, you don't get a bad lie. Yeah. It's a true, I think a little bit, This I found this a little bit disappointing about Bolter's role last week. It just seemed like, a execution test. Yeah. Like yep. everything was flat lies, perfect lies, big greens. If you could hit it close to the pins, you might make some birdies. But it was no surprise that a brilliant ball striker won. Like mm. it was it was just an execution test, I think. Or I'm not reducing it just down to that, but it was there was a lot of um greens examination of just can you long strike the ball. The greens and bunkers and just do but that didn't – I mean, the greens were so big at Bolter's role that that didn't really come into play that much. Anyway, yeah. um, I think you'll see a lot of that same sort of stuff at the Belfry this week. It's a full-on execution test. I think that's reflected in the winner last year with Thorbjorn Ollison. Um, do, you know, it, one a good thing in its favour – you can play there. Like, it's you can pay the money and you can play there and yeah. get this tour experience and Ryder Cup experience. And it's fun. It's actually – it's a fun course to play. It's um, – no, you know, limited architectural merit, but there's some holes that are pretty charismatic, like the tenth, the eighteenth, um, and uh, it's a it's a fun game of golf. Um, probably not just not a great stroke play venue, I don't think, because of that uh, the nature of the shot making that's required there. But a fine match play venue, as anywhere is a good match play venue, isn't it? Because score doesn't really matter. Yeah, you can just. Right. <clears throat> 
so the tournament itself, uh, it was formerly the Dunlop Masters, and uh, during that era of being the Dunlop Masters, boasted some great winners like a Tom- Thompson, Trevino, Norman, and Langer. Um, it went into hiatus for about 12 years, but was revitalised in 2015. And in that rebirth since 2015, it's been one of the highlights of the DP World Tour, going to some great courses and having a real character that sets it apart from the other tournaments in the schedule. Uh, some notable players this year include Justin Rose, Victor Perez, Minwoo Lee, Adrian Moronk. Uh, I think there's a Hoygaard in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Most weeks you'll find a Hoygaard somewhere. Hoy somewhere. Bob, Bobby Mack, the defending champion, Ollison's there. Uh, Australians are in after Minwoo Lee, uh, Mikaluzzi, um, Jason Scrivener and Blake Windred. My pick, however, I'm going with Adrian Moronk, I think. Good ball striker. Open, no. <laughs> No, sorry, no, no, you're right. You're right. It's, it's a nat- national open specialist. I'm going against form then, uh, picking up. Time for him to, to branch out, spread his wings, and start well, winning a couple of masters. One thing for sure, he'll be the first Polish golfer. Uh, to win absolutely. Absolutely. He would be. British masters. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rod, some thoughts from you? Uh, I'm going to go with Guido Migliozzi. He's a. Just wanted to say it. He's, <laughs> partly. He's a streaky player. When he plays well, he's brilliant. Top 10 last week after two missed cuts, so anything can happen. But it's really starting to get into crunch time. I think he's 29th on the Ryder Cup list. He okay. will be desperate to play the Ryder Cup in Rome, which would go one of two ways. He'll either shoot 80-80 and miss the cut every week from here on in, or he'll start playing some really inspired golf. So a win here would go a long way towards, if not getting automatic selection. Uh, Luke Donald will want at least one Italian player on his team Absolutely. if he can. Absolutely will. Absolutely, Molinari might even come into the into the frame as a as a pick. Well, what about Eduardo Molinari, yeah, who's the vice captain, and last week was right. Played in the really well last week, yeah. so yeah. So I think Migliozzi's really good, and he's good enough to play Ryder Cup, and he'd actually be a great team player. I think absolutely in the team room. Um, I'm going to, despite the fact that he'll be playing in front of a much smaller crowd than he's been coming used to, I'm going to go with Min Willie. Yeah, he just. Class he's above on, he's on a, a lot of the rest of the field. He's on a, on a real heater. Just hasn't won anything. He's cooking. He's he as he says, let him cook. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he hasn't. He's been close to winning and just hasn't quite got there. But I think he'll go over here and have a win in this next little run in Europe before the Open, and he'll go back to the PGA Tour even more confident. Which dangerous kind of combination for me. Finding really. his celebrity, isn't he? And this is the perfect oh, level of tournament. If he was to knock this over this week, it would be perfect in timing and just where he is with everything. It would be perfect. He's becoming one of the most popular players on the yeah, PJ Tour, and he only just secured special temporary yeah, membership a couple, like, couple of weeks back. So well, he's got it's going to take personnel, and he's got yeah. the game. What do you do? Three hundred and seventy something yards down the eighteenth, yeah. three seventy four. Yeah. yeah, and then he goes and tweets it. And he's a, yeah, he's a dream for the. We well, can yeah. see the tour is starting to use him in a lot of the stuff. Uh, they obviously wouldn't use him that much before he became a member. That's how they operate. As soon as he did. Min, there's Minwoo everywhere. His Twitter's becoming huge, actually. I remember the days when we used to be able to like tweet him and we'd get... <laughs> and he'd get a response yeah. or a like. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my first memory of Minwoo Lee, really, was at that... Um, the US Junior. Not the mm. It might have been the one he won, but there was always a... I think they still do it. They do a clinic with Tiger Woods around that week. Yeah. And he, he's there... <laughs> They're giving Tiger that this is how you hit a stinger with a tumor. He would have only been 16, 17 at yeah. the time, but just he's that cheeky. And he's getting away with it. And Tiger was laughing at him, and he's got a hell of a stinger. That I mean, was, you can that really was, yeah, And that went one. viral, yeah, that, that yeah. video. And I remember thinking, wow, this kid's got a bit of spark about him. I think yeah. that was at Sage Valley. Sage Valley, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's there every year. All Pretty. right. 
That's it for episode 20 of Playing From The Tips. Keep up to date with all those events and more on our website, golfaustralia.com.au, and pick up a copy of the July issue of Golf Australia with Minji Lee on the cover as she prepares to defend the US Women's Open. And there's much, much more, including the words of Adrian Logue in print, which is always exciting. We'll be back next week for Playing From The Tips. The Tips.